0: The Lord. This is Life Extraordinary. It's indeed a great day to be alive. My name is Yang Okutian, and I'm so glad being able to come into your home, your space, or wherever you are at this time. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me encourage you, please, uh, grab a hold of your Bible, you know, and uh, let's go through what God's got in store for us today. And also, I'd like to crave your indulgence. At the same time, we really like to hear from you. Once again, send us, shoot us a note or something. And some people have been doing that. Really appreciate that. And at the same time, you know, share this uh, message with different ones. Somebody somewhere besides yourself also needs this message. Hallelujah. So without much ado, let's just look to the Lord as we dive into what God has got in store for us today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless and I glorify your name. And I thank you, Lord, that we've come around your dinner table today to feast around your word. And I trust you and believe you, Lord, to give understanding, illumination, insight to the hearts of all the hearers. And Father, we'll see your truth and be able to embrace the truth and believe them and then set others free. Bring glory to your name and honor you and do the work you've left for us here to do in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'm going to ask you please go ahead and turn with me to isaiah 53 and we're going to be looking at uh, something yes it has to do with healing and uh somebody may ask why do you talk about healing you know, well for one jesus gave prominence to healing and we see a lot of that in the scriptures at the same time this is one area the devil robs people of so much cut you know, people's lives are cut short and they die before their time. Many people don't realize healing is part of their covenant right. Uh, Yes, covenant right for everyone in the kingdom. As a matter of fact, what everything Jesus purchased for us by his death, burial, and, and resurrection, by that redemption, belongs to everyone, even to this guy on the street there who doesn't even know about Jesus. It belongs to them. And that's why it is really, really, you know, uh, 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 a blessing for us to share this with others yes so you know healing is the, is the uh, you know children's bread and one thing i know when you understand this truth about healing and can believe god for healing you can believe god for anything whether finances believing god for a loved one boldness deliverance you can believe god for any and everything listen dear friend healing is always god's will and that's really one area people have a great deal of problem. They're not sure, is it God's will or not? Maybe I've done something wrong. Whether you've done something wrong or not doesn't change God's will. God's will is not dependent on our actions or inactions. Praise the name of the Lord. So turn with me right here to uh, Isaiah 53. And I'm going to be sharing something here. And uh, the, the title of today's message is, uh, Will You Believe the Report? Will You Believe the Report? Hallelujah! Every one of us has a capacity to believe. Everybody. I mean, believing requires no effort on the part of your intellect whatsoever. I mean, you're driving down the road and they tell you, well, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe the bridge is out or a flood or you know something terrible is going down the road uh, is happening down the road and you can't see it, and you're told, you know, an arrow brings about a diversion, detour. You don't stop and question, my my goodness, what are these people up to? Oh, they're trying to deceive me. I have to go and investigate. No, we believe that all the time. I mean, you get on a plane and flying from point A to point B. I mean, you're just certain that the airline knows what they're doing. They're going to put a pilot there that knows how to fly the thing. For all you know it may be flying itself by a computer we don't question all of those things you don't question to see the pilot's credentials or even when you go to see a doctor naturally, you don't ask to see well let me be sure you're qualified see even for us to function in the natural faith is needed and you will see we operate in faith all the time in the natural world how much more in uh, when it comes to the things of god hallelujah so isaiah 53 here and i tell you dear friend Even if you don't need healing for yourself, I've come to find out one of the most effective ways of being able to preach the gospel and spread the good news around is through this agency of ministering healing to different ones. I tell you, I've seen people who didn't know about God or things like that, and I've been able to minister to them healing, and it's brought them to Jesus, it's brought their loved ones to Jesus. It's one of the key tools, in fact, the key tool we've been given by the Lord to push this gospel, to preach the gospel. That's why it is part of, uh, you know, he, the Great Commission, as he gave in, the, in, in Mark's account, he said, the signs will follow those that believe. In my name, they cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. And then he goes on to say, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. Hallelujah. And so let me begin today from uh, Isaiah 53. It says, who has believed our report? Yeah, will you believe the report? Or whose report will you believe? Well, the first verse here begins with some kind of a rhetorical question. In our words, what's a rhetorical question as we come to see here? He said, Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? What's he it saying? He said, These are uh, rhetorical questions here because the answer is contained in the questions. So, who had believed the report is a question. And then, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, the arm of the Lord is the power of God, is the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So, what is it telling us? The power of God is revealed, demonstrated to that person who has believed the report, who's believed the good news, who's believed the gospel. That's what he's telling us. Hallelujah. And so, will you believe God's report about you? You know, one thing I love about Jesus, you know, the great commission that he's given us, he's told us to go preach the gospel. Preach the gospel to all and sundry. Did you notice he didn't say, go prove that I'm God, go prove such and such? No. He said, go preach the gospel. He who believes will be saved. He who believes will experience some things. Well, he who does not believe will not be saved. That's what we're supposed to do. So when people believe, then they put themselves in a position to receive the manifestation of God's power. To see God's power at work in their lives. Hallelujah. And so we have it here. Say, so Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he has grown up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of, the, out of dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. Now this is an imagery given to us here about the master, the Messiah, Jesus himself. Well, Isaiah was seen through time and he, he's speaking here by the Holy Spirit about the master Jesus. What he was going to do for us on the cross by his death, burial and resurrection. It says right there, he, has, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Hallelujah. He's talking about that whole, what Jesus went through for us on the cross. So when we saw him, there was no beauty that we should desire him. It says he's despised and rejected by men. Well, he came into his own. His own did not receive him. Rejected by men. He came, God, hallelujah, in, uh, uh, as man, identified with us, and men didn't receive him. We didn't receive him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. So he said he despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. See, as we read here, you know, I'm reading from the New King James and many Bible translations. As we come to see right here, reading here in verse 3, the word, we have those two words, the sorrows, a man of sorrows, that word sorrows and acquainted with grief. And yes, Jesus experienced sorrow and experienced grief. But really, those two words don't really fully convey the full import of uh, what the verse is saying. They don't convey the full import. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to take a look, see, those two words, for example, the word sorrows is from the Greek word coli, koli, c-h-o-l-i. And the word griefs is from the Hebrew word makob, m-a-k-o-b. However, you know, the Bible translators were doing their best to be able to communicate, and I probably imagine maybe when the King James was written, maybe there was some convey, maybe there was some, you know, uh, uh, some of these thoughts were conveyed, but today it doesn't really quite convey the same thing to us. However, when we look at, you know, that's why we have, we can do a cross reference in our Bibles. When we look at other places in the scriptures, we see the same words, Kohli and Makob, used, but the translation is different, completely different. Because the word Makob in the Hebrew means, is translated sickness or disease. It used to mean sickness and disease. And then the word griefs, Makob, where we have the word griefs, actually means pain. Now let's kind of go through some Bible, uh, uh, you know, scriptures here, some scriptures here, to see where these words have been used, and we'll probably have uh, a better understanding of what it's telling us. So right here in uh, Deuteronomy seven fifteen, it says, "Now nah, it says, and the Lord will take away from you all sickness." Now the word sickness there is the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word translates sickness there is the word koli. But here it translates as sickness, and will afflict you with all the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known. But will lay them on all those who hate you. So we see the word "koli" used there. Now, also in Deuteronomy twenty-eight, Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse sixty-one, we also see it being used. Now, Deuteronomy twenty-eight. Right here, verse 61, it says, Also, every sickness, that word sickness there is the word coli, and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. So we see the same word here translated. It's translated what here? Sickness. Hallelujah. Now, in First Kings 17, follow me here. First Kings 17 it says, and now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick and his sickness, this is concerning Elijah, you know, when he stayed with that, with the woman at Zarephath. So the woman's son became sick. That word sickness there is the word coli, And was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, what have I done with, what have I, uh, what have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to bring, uh, to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? See, that's what she said. But what the point I want to get across there, the word sickness here, translated in verse 17, is the word cholie. Now let's kind of move moving right along. In 2 Kings, Second Kings 1 verse 2. 2 Kings 1 verse 2. And Ahaziah fell through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. And so he sent messengers and said to them, go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. Now, that word injury in the King James, traditional King James, is the word disease. And that's the same word, "coli, coli." Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, in uh, chapter 8 of this 2 uh, Kings, chapter 8 of Second Kings, verse 8, we see this another use of the word. And the king said to Hazel, Take a present in your hand and go to meet the man of God and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover from this disease? See, that word disease there is the word coli. Hallelujah. Coli. That's the word. Now, it was kind of interesting here. The king had sent, you know, one thing I love about this. The king had sent uh, his servant to go inquire from Elisha if he was going to be recovered from the disease. it's kind of, you see, eh, this is so interesting. This is even a heathen king. And Elisha said to him, in fact, I like the way the King James puts it, thou mayest recover. Hear it. Thou mayest recover. But the Lord has shown me you're going to die. Think about it. See so that really conveys the thought there. God wants us healed. Even the heathen king said, so I may recover. But however, it says, but you're going to die. Meaning what? You will not do what it takes to do to recover. So what does that tell us? You see, healing is not automatic. It's not automatic. No blessing of God is automatic. Even though Jesus paid the price for us on the cross, we don't just get automatically born again. We've got to claim what Jesus has done for us, and so also his healing, and all the other blessings that we have in Christ. They are not automatic. Hallelujah. There's something to do. And for us to be able to do the right thing that we need to do to bring about healing, we need to know God's will. We need to hear God's word. We need to know exactly what his will is, understand God's word about it. And that's what part of what we're showing here. Healing is your gospel right. Hallelujah. Jesus paid for it by his death, burial, and resurrection. We don't need to bear it anymore. He took our place as a substitute, not in sympathy with us. Hallelujah. Now, going right along, in 2 Chronicles 16, 2 Chronicles 16, follow me here, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 12, it says that, and in the 39th year of the reign of Asa, the reign, Asa became diseased in his feet. So once again, that word is coli, disease in his feet, and his malady was severe, yet in his disease, once again, the word coli, he did not seek the Lord but the physicians. The word coli was used. Now, lastly here, let's see 2 Chronicles 21, verse 15. Second Chronicles 21, verse 15. Listen to what it says here in verse 15. You will become very sick with a disease. See, so that word disease there is coli. The word disease of your intestines until your intestines come out by reason of the sickness day by day. So we have the word coli appearing there twice. Coli, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let's move now to the second word, which is the word macob. See, macob, the word grieves, is what we have in the King James in Isaiah 3, verse 4. But we also see in other scriptures, that word is translated differently, it's translated disease. For example, in Job 14, Job 14, 22, Job 14, 22 says, Then call and I'll answer, oh let me, uh, um, excuse me there, Job 14, I can't remember my way there, Job 14, 22, Right here, Job 14, verse 22. This is what it says. But his flesh will be in pain. So that word is Maccob. His flesh will be in pain over it, and his soul will mourn over it. That's the word Maccob. Once again, Job 35, verse 19. Job 35. Job 35. Yes. Let's come here to Job 35, and we also have that same word, use, the word use for pain. Job 33, I'm sorry, I, 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 missed, my, I missed my way there, Job 33, 19, Job 33, 19, right here in Job 33, verse 19. This is what it says here in verse 19. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed. Did you see that? Pain. The word pain there is the word macob. And with strong pain in many of his bones. Right there. So the word pain that we have there is the word macob. Hallelujah. Now let's kind of get back to uh, Isaiah 53. And let's try and substitute the words we've just used there. And see how the scripture reads. Isaiah 53. Follow me here. Isaiah 53. In fact, I'm gonna begin from verse 3. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sickness or disease, and acquainted with pain. A man of sickness or disease and disease and acquainted with pain. And we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we'd not esteem him. Surely he has borne our, listen now, he's borne our pains and carried our sicknesses. Surely he has borne our pains. See, the word borne there is a Levitical word. You know, in the Old Testament, there was a scapegoat. What would happen? the scapegoat would be brought and the high priest would set his hand on the head of the scapegoat and confess his sins and the sins of the nation over that scapegoat and the scapegoat would be taken away, conveyed away into the wilderness, far into the bush and maybe torn and eaten by a wild animal. Judgment would fall upon it there. Now, see, he had born. So that word born is giving the sense of being born away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, having read these scriptures that I've just read, you can see that it gives a different meaning. What, are we, what is it telling us here? That Jesus, Jesus bore our sicknesses and our pains, our diseases on the cross. Hallelujah. He didn't just die for sins. He died for sicknesses. Did you stop and think about it? Anywhere, you see, without sin, if sin had not happened, there would have been no sickness or disease. So the reason we have sickness or disease is because of sin. So if there was no sin, sin is actually the parent of sickness and disease. Of course, with the action of the devil so if there was no sin there would have no sickness or disease so when the sin problem was taken care of it implies and also means it denotes that the sickness and the disease and the pain problems, the health problems were also taken care of in that same sacrifice did you notice for example the children of Israel you know God did all kinds of signs and wonders right there in Egypt there had been nine plagues and Pharaoh would not let the people go but there was going to come one last one, and what was that one going to be? They had to take an animal, the Passover animal. They had to spill the blood. That is pointing. That is telling us about redemption. That is representative of Jesus. Hallelujah! And of course, they had to kill that animal, apply the blood of that animal on the doorposts of their homes. They had to eat the flesh. Hallelujah! See, that's where the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, the breaking of bread, Lord's Supper, comes from. Hallelujah! And what happened? The angel of death, judgment, came over the land. And what happened? When that angel of death came, it could not enter their homes because of the blood. Hallelujah. And what did it do? It passed over. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Did you notice in the days of, uh, and when, uh, before I get ahead of myself, the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. And we're told right then, in, uh, 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 in the Psalms, it tells us right there, that there was no feeble one amongst their tribes. Listen. How could that be that there are no feeble one amongst their tribes? We're talking about, we're talking about at least about 3 million people. 3 million people. And they cross they cross they cross the Red Sea and no feeble one amongst their tribes. Is it possible for you to go anywhere today? Gather half a dozen people. You don't have somebody that is sick, somebody that is dealing with some ailment, is that really possible? Say, no feeble one amongst their tribes. Isn't that something? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Not one feeble one amongst their tribes. That's what the scripture says. That's how powerful the blood of the Passover really was. Hallelujah. That's how powerful. Listen here. Psalm 105, verse 37. In fact, let me read from verse 36. He also brought all the firstborn in the land, in their land. Uh, he also destroyed all the firstborn in their land. The first of all, their strength. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Hallelujah. Not one. Don't even talk about sickness. There was no infirm, feeble, anyone amongst them. None. And you realize, what were they doing in Egypt? They were not on Egypt on vacation, having some pleasurable time. They had been there as slaves. They are bound to have been those who had heat stroke. They are bound to have been those who had you know, dislocated joints, all kinds of ailments and all that. They were not well taken care of in Egypt. But what happened? After they partook of the Passover lamb, which is a type of the redemption, hallelujah, and crossed the Red Sea, we're told not one feeble one amongst their tribes. What would have happened? They got healed as a result of the Passover lamb. They got healed. In fact, let me kind of drive this, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. I still got some very, very powerful points to get across to us. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 5 here, follow me. 1 Corinthians 5. It says, Listen now, verse 7. Therefore, put out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover. See, Christ is our Passover. So, that Passover lamp that we're doing, that was a type of Christ, was sacrificed for us. If they, you, look at what the type, the animal they used was just a type. And it produced healing for a whole nation. How much more to us today that we have Christ our Passover. Hallelujah. Shouldn't we all be healed? Hallelujah. Healing is part of us. When you got saved, part of the package that was given to you, it was healing. Hallelujah. And listen, healing is your bread. Oh my goodness, dear friend, my time has slipped away from me. I trust and believe you've already received this. But listen, I'm going to continue this next time because I'm not even finished yet he was despised and rejected of man a man, hallelujah of sickness and disease and acquainted with pain he bore our sicknesses and bore our pains away from us bore it away not bearing it with us, not sympathy but substitution, hallelujah praise the name of the Lord dear friend healing is yours that sickness on your body whatever it is, little or not so little does not have a right to be there. And you look at that thing and say, no, you sickness, you cancer, you asthma, you eczema, you don't have a right to be in me. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing now. Be made every week whole to the praise and glory of God in Jesus' precious name. God bless you. Until next time, it's a great day to be alive. Be blessed.